Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. And this is episode 24. And I'm super excited because I have a good friend of mine, Julie, here with us today. And this is going to be a really fun episode because we're going to talk a lot about all things food and body and basically just kind of what I believe in. Julie, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yep. I'm Julie. And I've been a part of the, I guess you could say, plant food movement for since probably 2003 so quite a long time um i had a health food company i'm still doing health food and i have a health food blog awesome yeah awesome and julie and i have known each other probably for a while now right like a long time um we connected through the foodie blog but then we realized we um we live near each other our we have similar age kids we both have three kids going through school slash non-school right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's been fun to say the least. Yes, it has been fun. I mean, it's fun. Some of this stuff's been obviously awful and crazy what's been going on, but fun little things have come out of it. You know, there's some good moments, you know, surprising things that have come from COVID-19. No, definitely. And definitely craziness. I mean, I know I have all three kids here every single day with school and kindergarten online is like, wait, no. what? What is even it's happening? A it's a That's joke. What, I know. That's what I have kinder too right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. You have to be there the whole time. I mean, you can't. The whole time. The yeah. Whole, yeah. They hide, yep. My daughter hides under the table. Like if I'm not looking, but it makes it, sometimes it's worse. Cause I used to think I could homeschool and I wanted to homeschool, but I feel like when I'm around they do worse, meaning like, were they in, if she's in kindergarten and goes physically, or when she was at preschool, she's like a little angel and she does all her work and she does what she's being told, but you put me in the mix. It's like, I don't know if they get nervous or. It's just typical. I mean, when I was a teacher, it was very typical for kids to not, um, they don't look at their parents as teachers as like authority figures when like in the teaching school realm. And so you automatically go from like mom to like, you mean nothing. My teacher is who the one I'm listening to. And I mean, literally today, the teacher had this like parrot that they're supposed to color as a may do item. Like, cause different kids are at different levels. And she said, well, you don't have to do it. And, and I had to, I work with the boys in the morning and then I work for my business after that. And I said, well, no, I actually have two calls today. And one of them was like right after his school. And I'm like, you are going to color the parrot. And he's like, my teacher said, I don't have to. And I'm like, she said, you don't have to, but it's a may do. And you are going to do it. And he just like lost his shit. And I'm like, "Hmm." yeah, well, then you don't get your iPad. It's pretty simple. And so. Right. Because mom's making it a must do. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been interesting. It's been stressful. It's been a lot as I'm trying to navigate school and business. and. Therefore, um, I have felt like I have turned to alcohol a little bit more than say, usual. Drinks, beverages. Yeah, yeah, beverages. We can call them beverages a little bit more than usual. And then, like you know, when you're 
beveraging, you mm-hmm. tend to not necessarily like eat, like you eat the more snacky, like comfort type ready foods because you're not going to like go in the kitchen and cook because you're just relaxed and having drinks. And so you just oh, have right. whatever's ready. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm six pounds heavier in tequila yeah. weight. And this needs to stop. <laughs> Definitely. So I, that's the last couple, like since last weekend, I've been doing like what I like my refresh that I usually do. And so it's definitely been feeling, I've been feeling so much better just like yeah. starting to get all those whole foods back in me and um, just kind of like flushing my body out, preparing for the next onset of tequila. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> all right. So I haven't heard this whole story about from when you started realizing that there's something wrong. And we, like I was saying is that I, um, I think that us women, especially like when we, there's something wrong with us, we kind of just power through, right? We just like, Oh, I'm fine. I mean, I've got all these things to do. Like I'm, you know, we just kind of deal with the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. the discomfort, and we just kind of keep going until we can't we time to take care of us. Cause we're right. taking care of too many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then until we get to a point where it's like, we don't have a choice. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me what happened. Like, when did you start realizing like you, something was off? So, well, it was, I had full blown, I was really, I was, well, here's the thing. I was 20, I was in college. So I think I was about 20 and um, maybe 21, maybe I had just graduated. Um, But I had autoimmune issues. But the thing is I was healthy and I don't mean to do quotes like healthy. I was healthy. You know, I really was. So I still to this day, I'll get into the story, but um, I still to this day don't really know if it was because I detoxed or because I had major food allergies, but I'll, I'll kind of go back to um, that story. So I was young. I mean, I was very young and I had major autoimmune issues and I went to multiple doctors, not just one. And every single doctor said the same thing. So I started to just believe them, even though I felt like I couldn't imagine having to live with it but they told me I'd have to live with it for the rest of my life. What were your symptoms? Like what, what were your, for people that don't really know what autoimmune issues mean, like what were your symptoms? Like what were you feeling every day that? Well, so that's the thing. So it started, I think when I was really young, um, I had allergies and they, tra- they started with, I had a cough when I was young and the teachers had to know that I would cough uncontrollably all the time. Then it led to, I had asthma. Then it led to hay fever type of allergies where I was constant. And then I'd go on different food feds or whatever. But I knew there was something in me that was like really upset, right? So then it turned into eczema. And it wasn't just eczema. It was everywhere. Head to toe, like my nervous system. It was inside my, like it was so bad that, um, like that's why I didn't really want to get into it. It's kind of like not a pretty thing to talk about. But um that's when I was starting to go to doctors and I said, this has to go away. I can't live like this. Like it was so everywhere. It was, it was just so awful. And I knew that something was really wrong with me. Um, so the doctors all said the same thing here, take steroids. Here's this. And that's really, you're going to have this till you die. I mean, there's nothing you can do the rest of your life. So it was really hard to hear when you're only 20, 21 and you want to eventually maybe have a boyfriend and maybe have like, go like it was or anything. You just felt like, of course there's way worse things that can get, that people can have. So I'd hate to even sound. Yeah, there isn't, but there is, but that's pretty bad. Like I don't, don't diminish. Of course, do not diminish what you've had, what you are going through. Like, yeah, there's way worse things that can kill you, but that's like, sounds awful. Every single day to live with that. Every day. It was so bad. Um, I never, I only wore pants and long sleeves. Like it was just so bad. So, um, 
I just one day, I'm also at the time I was a baker and a chef. So I was in college, but I, by, you know, by, I want to say by trade, I had a job as a baker and, um, I, I also was very healthy. I was pescatarian. I, I made a lot of salads. I cooked very low fat. That's, you know, that's, so it wasn't like I was totally fast fooding it up in college right. and losing. Um, and so then I went to the doctors and that's what they told me. So one day I was at Barnes and Noble, which was one of my favorite things to do in college. I don't know if anyone else did this. I they? loved Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I still do. Like now if I could go like to a Barnes, I still love like going to bookstores. I think it's so fun. Yeah, I love it. And I loved it. And so I would go through the cookbook aisle and look at new things. I, I came across, not by accident at all, I know this now, but this beautiful cookbook. And it was all raw food. And um, it wasn't just a book of recipes. It's kind of a lifestyle, right? So it's not just, oh, try this recipe today and try this one tomorrow. It's like this book was about living this way. And the author is Giuliano. I don't know if you guys know him. He's... Um, really famous in the raw food world because he's, he was so culinary and his recipes were amazing. Um, and so I bought this book and I, I said, you know what, I'm not just going to make recipes out of it for fun. I'm actually going to do this lifestyle just for a while. I want to do it for like a week because this seems so amazing. And he looked so healthy and he seemed so happy. And the, the pictures were beautiful and like all these vibrant photos and everything was sprouted, you know, everything was, um, was, was beautiful and bright and looked so healthy. So I decided to do it not because I had health issues or nothing. I mean, it was completely unrelated because I believed what I had going on in my body was just yeah. something I'd have forever. And yeah. you believe the doctors when they told you. Yeah, right. So um, I did it for a week, three days in, not only like I had my skin, like my face, everything felt very like baby soft. It was, it was so strange. And I wasn't expecting this. I was doing this just to feel good. Yeah, and for fun. Good. Yeah. For fun. And, and cause as a chef, you want to kind of try new things. You always want to understand. Yeah. Food there. And, yeah. Um, and you didn't have to cook. You didn't have to use an oven. So I thought, or a stove. So I thought that was so cool. Yeah, new and experiences, right? Like, oh, cool. New experiences. Try something new. Why not? Yeah, juicing and smoothies, like things I wasn't used to doing. And, um, and I was religious about it. I mean, I didn't chew a piece of gum. I didn't cheat. I didn't have, um, coffee or alcohol. Like it was just, you know, so Three days in, I had so much energy. I lost weight, which I wasn't even needing to lose weight, but I guess my body was just sort of like getting rid. It was just detoxing, mm-hmm. right? So um, again, three days in, every autoimmune issue, like every symptom I was having, like disappeared, like a completely gone, like not even to this day, by the way, wow. has never come back after three days. So that's what amazed me. I, I, This was totally unintentional, but what amazed me was that it it went away. It wasn't just like, Oh, I feel better or, Ooh, you know? So that's when I started exploring. I don't understand how is this possible? Right. So I wasn't on steroids anymore, which weren't working anyways. Um, I, um, kept going with it. I went a little bit longer and, um, to me it was like almost a miracle. So it was, I was so became so passionate about it because of what had happened to me. So I, I thought, gosh, this was so great that I wish I could help other people. So, and I think you probably have heard this story a lot, not necessarily from me, but I think a lot of times people who go into um, nutrition and health somehow and become passionate or become crusaders to some degree have a story like mine because it's so powerful and how you feel is so amazing that you want to share it with other people. Absolutely. I mean, unrelated to that, I mean, I just felt amazing. Like, I always thought I felt good every day. I felt exceptional. And um, so I actually went and I decided to become a nutritionist, um, holistic nutritionist, and I was getting my master's 
And I decided to, to work at Whole Foods up the street from me and like in the supplement section. So I thought, oh, how cool. Whole Foods was new at the time too. So it yeah. was like so great. It was just yeah. so healthy. And you just felt, I was so excited to work there too. And I couldn't wait to talk to people and like, you know, um, so that kind of started everything. And then, um, and yes, like I said, it never came back. So I don't know again if I never really explored it because I didn't really need to. It never came back. So I slowly started incorporating cooked and foods and some gluten and some dairy. But for the most part, I think I either had major food allergies or just had to detox whatever, um, I don't know, heavy metals, whatever were in my body was not, my body didn't like, you know? So either well, it was one or the other. Why? Um, so my, I see a functional medicine doctor now oh. and what she has told me basically is that when it comes to food sensitivities, that you have to completely take them out of your body. And then you can slowly, perhaps some people, yeah, some people know, but some, you can slowly perhaps add them in and your body can handle it because it does not have that overload that it did before. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that you were definitely having food issues. There was something in your body that it was on overload and it was breaking down. And yeah. then you kind of like cleanse it out. And, and it's so, that's so interesting to me. I'm like so fascinated by things like this, just like, okay. you, like I'm science based. Like my, I was pre-med in college and my dad's a scientist and yeah. I'm very like science nerdy. Like yeah. I could talk like neurons forever. Like I, like, it's, it's, I love it. And so when you think of things like this, it's so, it's so different than what traditional, not traditional medicine, but our traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. And I, I've started to see changes in our medicine a hundred percent, but back then, especially Western medicine didn't really believe in that connection. Yeah. And no, no. So the steroids made sense. That's what you learn. Steroids yeah. were the given um, solution to help with symptoms. And everything is about, it seems like, managing symptoms. Symptoms, right? not the root, but the symptoms. Right, right. Yes. So and that is, is yeah. mm -hmm. for sure. That is why actually I started seeing, I take that back. My general practitioner is actually amazing. She's an osteopath and I absolutely love her. But, but again, she can only do so much being part of the big medicine world. Yeah. Um, she doesn't, she's not the one that jumps to um, medicine and stuff like that at all. But yeah. I knew that I had things happening that I needed a more personalized um, approach and a different approach. So, so me too, when I started seeing a functional medicine doctor, when she started telling me about all these things, I was like, and she's the one that took me off gluten. I'm hundred percent gluten free now. And um, I wonder if I'm actually celiac because as time goes on, um, I have reactions to the littlest of things now. Uh -huh. And so I have to like clean my toaster oven before I put my gluten-free bread in there. Um, yeah. I'm tracking things like to see like what is affecting me, but it's crazy that I never knew that I had a gluten issue. Right. And so once I got rid of those certain allergens, they're never really back in. So I can't say even gluten, like I'll eat gluten, but only in small amounts, but yeah. not just because to me, I don't eat a lot of grains and I, I eat a more whole food plant-based diet, which do include grains, but I tend to go for rice. I tend to go yeah. for rather than wheat. And it's not yeah. that I'm trying to avoid it so much as I just tend to go for Yeah. Like, it's just part of your natural. Even though uh, a little bit. Yeah. So. Gosh, it's so amazing. And so that was how long ago? Like what? Oh, I don't want to age you. But <laughs> well, no, it was 20. I, it was 2000. That was 2002. I want to say then, because that was a couple years after college, I was started working at Whole Foods. And that's when I started my, my company. 
which is funny story because Whole Foods has a part of that. I was making cookies for Christmas for everybody as like the other workers, employees. Yeah. And these cookies were so good and they were, but because of what everything I'd been through, I made them gluten-free, dairy-free. Um, they had nuts, but they were, um, you know, no eggs. Yeah. And so at the time, way back then, you could find maybe a gluten-free cookie or an egg-free yes. or a dairy-free. You wouldn't find yes. all Very in different back then. Mm-hmm. And so I'd make them for everyone and everyone at the store was freaking out. And they're like, Julie, you have to sell these. Like you have to sell these and sell them to Whole Foods. We'll bring them in here. And at the time, you could go to your local Whole Foods and ask them to carry your products. You can't do that really anymore. They, they have a program. You can kind of do that. But it's so different nowadays in business and everything. So totally. Yeah, it was so long ago. And um, it was, but yes, yeah, so they, so Whole Foods was actually my first account, which is funny, but it really, I, I was confident in it too. I was confident in what I was doing because I had worked there. So I always joke that actually the most lucrative, like best job I had was working at Whole Foods because it taught me how the invoices work. It taught me what products are out there. It taught me how the inventory there works. It taught me how the teams are. And, and obviously I met people that work there too, that were supporting me, but I, I learning how the grocery store worked was so, was the perfect, you, you know, the perfect entryway into selling a product to a store. Such great real world experience. Yeah. So, um, that, yeah, so that was how that, came about. And, and, and I was, a, it was kind of a pioneer during a time, like we were using chia seeds before, you know, before chia seeds were even really sold in the stores. Um, and we were doing things, you know, that like were kind of big at the time, you know, almond yeah. butter was like my butter of the cookie. That was, that was our fat. I use almond butter as my butter and um, yeah. all my recipe. And I mean, I love almond butter. I'm, that's what I use. I mean, I use cashew butter and a few things if I needed a little bit drier, yeah. um, depending on the recipe. Now I know how all the different butters work like how you know yeah every how it because please please agree with me that baking especially vegan gluten-free baking is a freaking science experiment yeah and it's like you change one little thing and the whole thing is like different i know like we didn't use baking soda or baking powder which was a big one too and then you're not using flour so there's no glutinous material no, there's no gluten so there's nothing that holds it together so yeah you have to play around until you know otherwise they just fall apart yeah. And you know, yeah, it's a science. It's like, and that's why like I have people that like, I just, um, had somebody message me about my latest, um, muffin recipe. I have an apple cinnamon muffin that I just posted in it, the, the base is, um, almond flour and it has a little bit, I think it's, I think it's almond flour and a little bit of oat flour, um, gluten-free oat flour. And she was, um, but the base of it, mostly is almond flour. And she was like, oh, I can't have almonds. Can I um, sub the almond, sub the, all, can I sub the almond flour with like more oat flour, just use regular flour? And I'm like, no, like it's, it's I, I have to explain to people, like it is a science. I think I might just start putting it on all my baking recipes because I'm like, it's not that I just, I haven't experimented with it. And I don't want to say that you can do something and then you make the recipe. turns out like crap. It's totally, it's totally true. I've had friends, but it's really cute. Sometimes I've had friends say to me, Oh, I made your sauce last night, but I didn't have tomatoes or oil or salt. I go, 
you made your own recipe. You got that, right? Like, congratulations. You didn't make my recipe. That's awesome. But they're like, I was like, you just created your own because that doesn't I have people that do that too on things, which like with sauces and things like that, it's totally successful because it's not like a baking, like, which is totally fine. But it's just funny. Yes, people say that too. I didn't have any of these ingredients, but I love the recipe. It was amazing. Yeah, like, like, I'm glad you liked it so much. And hopefully, like, if if you didn't like it, I'm also not taking credit for it. (laughs) If it fell apart, I'm not taking credit. Because you didn't use the right ingredients. (laughs) Um, But it's amazing. Like, I love just how, like, so you went from raw foods and then you decided to start, you know, raw food wasn't something, you didn't go into raw foods thinking like, I'm going to eat like this the rest of my life. You started incorporating some work, some cooked foods and some other things. So what did you, um, I actually, I did raw food for a year. Okay. Whole year. I drank a little wine, you know, like Sauvignon Blancs, and I'd have sometimes I'd have some black coffee, like stuff like that. But for uh-huh. the most part, I did um, a full year. Actually, I went a whole year without drinking during that year. Now that I think about it, um, so yes, I did that. But that's not what co- that's not what helped me with everything. That just was because I really wanted to do it. I was really yeah. like thought it was awesome. Well, you have that motivation when you feel that success, like, and you feel like this sim- these symptoms that you thought you'd have to live with forever. Like, and that's devastating as a woman in your young twenties to have these kinds of symptoms and the eczema covering your body is devastating. Do not like minimize that. That is devastating, you know, especially because like you were young, like you weren't married, like you didn't have kids, like you were just starting your life. And like, especially a woman in our society in Southern California, where I hate to say it, but looks are so much part of your yeah. social life and your social being. And whether anybody agrees with it or it doesn't, that's yeah. the damn truth. Is that I, I always felt so vain about it, but because like, there's so many other like you know. But that's just because you're like the nicest person in the world. But it, it's it's you shouldn't feel vain about the fact that like you had this condition that like yeah, if it truly was something you'd have to live with or you were born with that you couldn't go, get away. Yeah, you deal with it. But it's yeah. something that happened and you didn't have forever. And doctors were saying, well, just take these steroids. And then all of a sudden you, you eat this raw food and, and, and you're like cured. And you're like, oh my God, of yeah. course, like I would probably think that I was going to eat that way forever for the fever that it would come back. I know for the fear it would come back. Cause you don't, I didn't know what exactly that it was. Um, and then, so, so yeah, then it, then it was fine. I brought in more cooked food. But what I love about my experience with it too, is anytime I don't feel that great, kind of like you were talking about a reset, I have the tools to yes. do a week of it without even, it's like a no brainer. I go, it's like, I did it for so long that I can wake up tomorrow and, and everyone loves, you'd think that my family would hate when I go on these cleanses, everyone loves it because they all want to do it with me and they know I'll cook everything for them. Cause it's actually like, I have, I have the ebook. I think I have told you about, it's great because everyone thinks it's a, um, a cleanse, like a no eating cleanse. It's well, and I, so much food. It's I awesome. was just talking about this with um, my business coach because I have this like little reset that I, um, that I, this reset thing that, um, yeah. I have as one of my products that I sell on my website, but I'm actually revamping it right now because I just am going through doing it again, but I'm, I'm upping it, revamping it, adding all these really cool things to it, but I hate the word cleanse. And I, I, I hate that word because it's been so stigmatized with like social media and whatever, because for me, I think cleanse and let's be real. Our body is made to naturally cleanse ourselves. Like our liver is detoxing our kidneys. Like are we have body parts to cleanse ourselves, but sometimes just like, you know, they need some oil in the wheel, you know, I guess like a machine that you need to oil it. You need to keep it oiled. And when you, when you're, when you're stopped up because you've had two weeks of partying or you've been on vacation or you've been drinking a little too, too much, you need to yeah, put some oil exactly. in the wheel. But 
I'm trying to actually find another word for cleanse because I don't want to call it that. I don't like that word um, just because of what the media and society has made it. I, I feel like I'm thinking more like a reboot or a refresh or like, yeah. um, totally. uh, it's a great word. You know, like exactly. kickstarting, restore, like something like that, like oil in the wheels. I don't know what it is, but that's like what it is. It's like, you know, when you feel like you're just like, ugh, you just need to like lube those wheels. <laughs> and if, and if this might sound funny, but I think you'll appreciate this because also your science background, because sometimes I can't really explain it, but I know it's true, but I won't try to claim this to anyone, you know, make this big claim. But whenever it's, I've had a lot of people come to me and they're just like, I'm working out. I can't lose weight. I just, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you need the reset and I, you need the wheat cleanse of like, and I say raw food, but I don't care. They can do it however they want. They don't need to follow my rules on it, but you need to tell your body listen to me. I'm changing things right now. Like right. I'm talking to you because I'm trying to make a change. And I swear to God, when I do that, and then you add in your, your workouts, it's then suddenly you're like losing weight. You're, you're getting stronger. You're, it's like your body gets comfortable and it's sort of like doing its same thing. And even if you're working out a little bit more, you probably eat a little bit more. Well, and, you don't yeah. and sometimes and, don't you think Julie, that sometimes like we push ourselves so hard when we're wanting to do this. So I'm just going to work out harder. I can do this. I'm going to work out harder, but that you are using all your energy stores to doing those. And you're not allowing your body to use that energy to kind of, like you said, go to, and you're, you're I don't know if you, if you remember this in science, but recently I talked to somebody that we talked about this word and it's my new favorite homeostasis. Yeah. Like that homeostasis yeah. That's what I'm saying. is yeah. that happy place. You need to remember, like, your body likes homeostasis. Our cells are, yeah. were formed to be in homeostasis. Like, yeah. it needs that homeostasis. And I knew you'd like this topic. I knew you'd have something to say about it. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking it's about. my favorite word right now, because that's yeah. what it is. Like, when you're working out too hard and you're like, I'm not losing weight, like you said, like, your body probably is in homeostasis because you're, you're, you're overwhelming it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And I swear, every time someone does this, like, even if it's a short cleanse, it doesn't have to be forever, just a short one, and you start your, kind of mix up your workout a little bit, it's something is saying in your body that you're taking yourself seriously, and it, it changes. It's well, very interesting. It allows us to use that energy, like, I'm really big into energy right now, and, like, what we're putting our energy in, and that's, like, my new course about meal systems, really is focused on the energy we use, and how to actually channel it correctly and how to force yourself to take a break every week with planning because as women especially we go 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 and we don't realize that our energy is slowly depleting until we crash in that brick wall and literally explode because our body did it our body took the rest for us we didn't give our, our body a rest and I like right now like sometimes I feel like you know I've all this energy I'm gonna I'm going to run. I'm going to do all these things, which is great. And I feel wonderful. And then this last couple of weeks, like I've just, it's been so much on my plate with like trying to run my business, school, three kids, try to be a wife, everything in life. And I have felt like, ugh. and so I'm drinking and I'm not eating the best things. And so I'm like, I'm just going to work out harder. And I literally this week, I'm like, I've been using my Peloton a ton, which I love generally, but I've been doing it more. I usually try and mix yeah. my things up. And I feel like my body is just exhausted. And so yeah, the last three right. days, I've just been doing yoga. I'm yeah. like, I'm doing my yoga, which works me out. But like, it's such a mind F, like with, you know, yeah. everyone says like cardio, you got to do this. But I've just been doing my yoga. And it's just that I felt the last two days, yeah. I have felt so much better. You know, and that also kind of comes full circle to sort of a similar 
thing we were talking about is what I didn't know at the time when I was younger, and that since I've learned, and you know this too, I know you know this, is our our skin or our body, like it's it was telling me something's wrong inside. It's not just, I think at the time, or I think a lot of people think, oh, I just have this. I just have dandruff. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's just, no, yeah. I just have this, this, this ailment. Yes. But it's really, our bodies are saying things to us. And same with even, I believe this with the tonsils. And again, we don't need to get into children's whole health and stuff, but your tonsils, if something's wrong with the kid's tonsils and they're really small, usually that's your, that's the only way we can see inside our body is through our tonsils. Yeah. And so that is sort of like our tonsils are saying, Hey, something's not right in there. But what we do yeah. is we remove them because they're not well. And then, then we have no window anymore to see that like health. That's what I think about it. But I think your skin is the same way. Yes. You start breaking out. We're not even like, I've been breaking out from masks and stuff. It's like, my skin doesn't like it, but it's not necessarily telling me internally I'm having issues, but like definitely what was going on with me when I was younger, it was like my autoimmune stuff was just, my skin was telling me you need yes. to change whatever you're doing because in your body inside does not like it. And it could get worse. I'm sure at this point, if I didn't, if what happened with me didn't happen, I would have, it would have manifested in totally different ways too, which have gotten worse and worse, hundred percent. Totally. And I also feel like too, that we sometimes are because of our society and how much we're like going, we don't often enough stop and listen to our ourselves. We don't stop and listen. Our bodies are really smart, you know, like they're smart. They tell you things. They, they like explain things to us that we need to stop and listen. Like you said, your skin was telling you something. And that's, I feel like I have really started truly understanding this as I've gotten older because you know, when I started seeing my functional medicine doc, like I, I actually, um, I actually felt like my body was trying to tell me something. I just wasn't quite sure what it was. And so yeah. that's when I started seeing her and I'm like, yeah, cause that's I, hard. how we're not, how are we supposed to really know? We don't always right. know what it is. It's just, there's something that's just, your body's yelling at you changes, right. but we don't, oh, that's the hard part is knowing what it is. Even like the elimination diet or the food allergy tests aren't always the best. So the elimination diet's the best, but that's yeah. a hard thing to do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know, something's off, but is it dairy? Is it gluten? Is it, yeah. it's like this mystery box. And it could be yeah. a, a random spice. Like my functional medicine doc has a, right. um, she has a, um, sense a food uh, sensitivity test that she, that she uses that it's a specific company that, cause she mm-hmm. says like what she says, she goes, so many of them are not valid. Like right. you really don't know, you right. know, there's, so many of them that are not valid out there. And get different right. answers. Yeah. Totally. And it, it, a lot of it also depends on what you have been eating. Like to get tested for celiac, I don't think I'll ever actually do that because to get tested for celiac, you have to gluten load. You yeah. have to gluten load your body so right, that right, you right. can know like. Ooh, that sounds awful. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing is like, I don't think I want to know if I'm celiac because a lot of people have been saying lately, like your symptoms like really sound like you're actually got celiac. And I, it was like, reminds like, me of the I don't, test when you're pregnant, you yes, know, like, yes. check out that sugar. Yeah. That's why I actually just posted a meme yeah. the <laughs> other day. If 2020 was a drink, it would be the orange, uh, oh, the yeah. orange yeah. test you have to take when you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it would. It really would be that test. It's so awful. Um, sorry, I totally interrupted you. Yes. Sorry. Go back. But no, that's like, that's totally true. Um, so you started eating, like introducing more things. So since then, have you been eating the same? Have you had any changes or have you been basically been kind of like similar? Similar. Um, you know, that was also the, the vegan movement was started. It was 
starting and I do feel a huge like I was a huge part of that movement just because of my cookies first of all and just like you know making things more accessible and I tried I did some you know I spoke out a lot and I but I don't I never really did well affiliating with a community that has negativity towards it and I feel like the vegan community often has negativity towards it which I didn't understand at the time yes. or maybe it really wasn't as bad at the time um but I felt like I didn't like I liked, I, I appreciated being under a microscope for a reason because I did like to share, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm, I, for the most part, I eat plant-based, kind of like you and I have spoken yeah. about. Um, that's 90% of my yeah. diet. I just don't do well with like, oh my God, you ate this. You right. Ate you don't, you don't want the judgment. You don't need the drama. Like you no, just, because you don't need to be put in a box. Like you don't no, want to put this box. You just want to be you and you have how what feels right at the time and yeah, and if you're eating 90 i mean if you're eating 90 percent plant-based you're helping you're helping yourself a but you're helping the world in so many ways to be negative right. on that is just to me it just is so silly i mean if someone just stopped if you didn't eat meat or dairy for a few days or a week right that would be well you know so much would change in the world but i actually think too that like because I always talk about like with my clients, I always talk about like, you need to figure out what your why is when you do something like your why started with like your health, like something was wrong. And um, my why, like you said, everyone has a story that goes into this and it's true. And the same thing happened with my husband when he yeah. was having all these heart issues and his cardiologist is like, Hey, you know, I'm very happy to, you know, increase your medication and do all this stuff. But, you know, I actually treat a lot of my patients for dietary changes. If you're interested, let me know. And yeah. My husband decided to go that route and, um, and he's treated the like gnarliest of heart patients with diet changes to completely cure them. And, and that's what happened with my husband is like three months in and he was off all of his meds. He had no more high blood pressure, no more high cholesterol. He was completely cured in three months for an ailment that he'd suffered all of his adult life that right. was always right. told that it was genetic. Your whole family has it. You're just going to have to deal. And that's just the way his body metabolizes things. And he doesn't ever eat meat. He doesn't ever eat fish because he doesn't like seafood. Um, I'll eat fish from time to time and, you know, certain things, but he's really strict about it because that's just not what he actually doesn't like. It doesn't crave it because his body doesn't like it. Right. Um, but for him, like the dairy kind of comes in sometimes the eggs kind of come in sometimes. So he's definitely like probably 90 to 95% plant-based just because he has to for his health issues. And that's the way he feels great. But it's also the stress of like, like putting yourself in a box and always, like you said, having to be a certain way and having that to, to always have this on your mind for us and for other people, fine, your why might be different, but for us, our why is health and that stress of that box, like neg negates any of the healthy stuff you're doing because you're putting stress on yourself. And so it's kind of like, that's why we're like relaxed yeah. about it. And we're just like, we're just going, you know, we're not, we're not doing, putting ourselves in any sort of box. Like, you know, we're just kind of doing, there's, there's weeks where we're like, like you said, like all veggies all the time, like just because that's what we want. That's what our body's craving. And then there's weeks where we're like lax and it's like, I really want like a bean and cheese burrito and that's what I'm going to eat. And, you know, and with me, like this whole gluten thing has been very new and actually really challenging because I don't like to have to eliminate a single thing in my diet, like at all. Yeah. And to know that I absolutely have to eliminate this gluten a hundred percent, like it, it's brought me some anxiety. I've actually struggled with it because it's just something to always think about. And it, it stresses me out, but I know that I have to do it. And for me, it's not even like my body, what I thought I was going to miss. Like my body does not crave bread anymore. It doesn't crave those. I don't, I don't see bread at a restaurant and want any. Well, I, 
it doesn't, I don't crave it probably because my body knows it can't, it doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm satisfied. Like I have amazing free pasta. I, I have like, I'm satisfied with what I want, but it's more so the, the little things. Like I accidentally had gluten um, last week because I was eating this sauce and it had soy sauce in it. And I never would have thought it would have had soy sauce in it. Yeah, soy sauce. And I eat tamari, but like it's, I guess it's a journey. And as I go through it, I'll start thinking of those, those things will start coming to me when I'm going out like, oh, you know, does this have, and you can't even say necessarily, does this have gluten? Because some people don't know. That no, they don't have- even know soy sauce has gluten. Yeah. My sister's allergic to, my sister-in-law, sorry, she's allergic to um, corn. And uh, that it's in things like citric acid, things you would, yeah. like in soda. You're like, what? I mean, yeah. it's so crazy what corn yeah. is in, like everything. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And that's, and it's almost like soy. Soy is in so many things too. Yeah, and so it's been hard, but like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a journey for me. I'm still in the beginning of it, but I do know that, um, it's in the long run, it's going to be easier. It's going to be good for me, but it's just amazing to me. Anytime I hear anybody that has like these amazing experiences through changing their diet, I'm so intrigued by it because I think it really just shows that there is something to health and food. And right now, like my frustration is you have all these people and this is probably going to, you know, ruffle some feathers, but that's what this podcast is all about is talking about things that ruffle feathers, which I love. Um, but we have, you know, right now we're still in the middle of this like COVID situation. And, you know, we know that wearing a mask in certain areas is, you know, what we need to do. It's safe or whatever. But then you have these people that are like screaming at, you know, people like you need to wear your mask. You're not listening it's your fault we're like whatever and then on the other hand you see him scarfing down like double bacon cheeseburgers and i'm like like at what point do we look at our health and a global pandemic and a virus as not just being the virus's issue but like what about the person and their health like what about focusing on that like okay there's a virus there there's a lot of viruses there and i get that this is real and i get this it's dangerous for certain populations but so are a lot of things. And I'm wondering what would happen if we shifted our focus to how are we preparing for battle? How are we preparing our bodies for battle? Because that's what it is. You would not send a soldier into war without mm-hmm. any protective gear and no gun. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. You would just throw him out into the freaking, you know, boondocks and let him be attacked. Right. Every, you're saying too, like was everyone was was doing their part in being in learning and knowing like how to nutritionally help them to prevent you know certain things. How would this pandemic really have played out? Like, well, and it's not even like just it's not even just the people doing the part. It's because a lot right. of these people don't have the tools. We yeah. need to give them the tools. And that's we what I meant. That's that. what I meant. Yeah. In a fake world, if they yes. did exactly, exactly. Not that it's their fault because we yeah. don't like just like me for example. Like I said, I was healthy in my mind. I was right. healthy. I was so healthy, actually, for most, most people would be like, to this day, not even, you know, yeah. but I, there was more to it. You know, my body, even if I thought I was healthy, my body was still weak. I mean, my, my immune system was weak. You know, I had, you know, yeah. Well, and healthy means different to everybody, right? Like healthy is one of those words that people throw around. And I actually don't think, I think healthy is, a, is I'm my fancy word again, but I think healthy is what your body feels best feels best to create homeostasis, like which is different for my husband, mm-hmm. and it's different for me because my husband can eat some gluten, and if I do, my body's not homeostasis. So healthy mm-hmm. is different. And like you said, you are what society looked at as quote unquote healthy, yeah, but it right. wasn't what your body needed to be right. healthy. Mm-hmm. And 
And yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. The whole thing is just crazy. We could talk for hours on this, but it's just one of those things that I just, you're so right that like, if you feel inside, like something is happening, something's off, something's wrong. Like you said, think outside the box. Like doctors are, it's nothing to say that like the doctors are terrible, but sometimes they're not given the tools themselves yeah. to know how to help somebody in other ways. They're just, they go through medical school and they only know so much. Well, this year, one of the things, or actually the last few years, one of the things that I was passionate about, and I wish there was a way to solve this, but I was cooking. I don't cook for people, but I started cooking only for people who had medical issues. And so one, one friend, for example, had, um, had breast cancer. And so when she was going through her breast removal and going through the really the big radiation and stuff, she wanted me to cook for her. So I had meals ready for her, but not only was that helpful and convenient, yeah. it was like nourishing her body during a time that was extremely hard. And she was so grateful for it that it made me think, you know, and then another woman was going through IVF. Another woman had such bad health, um, such bad health food allergies. She was eating an egg on like, I don't know, I'm making this up. I'm not, but it was like an egg on toast every meal. She didn't know what to do. She didn't know how to cook. She That's couldn't so eat awesome. oats. I mean, you name it, she, meat, uh, dairy. She couldn't eat it. And if you don't have the experience like that you and I know have, yeah. and you don't have the time and energy to put into this, there she was so unhealthy. And so I was helping her get through her medical conditions. And this made me feel so great. And I thought, gosh, if there was some sort of way to even if it was like a nonprofit where we, you know, where they don't have to pay for it. So it's like, you know, they're going through chemo yeah, already. Or they're going through the chemo, well, you know, I mean, I pay for my functional medicine doc. My insurance doesn't cover it, but yeah. you know, it's a lot of money, but it's one of those things that like, if I didn't meet with her and I didn't pay out of pocket for it, I think what would happen eventually is I'd be paying that much money in medical bills, medications, whatever it is mm-hmm. to get myself to, to semi-function and it's really the band-aids that I'd be putting on all the issues versus uncovering the root of the issue, which is what we talked about. I I guess what I'm saying is it's a, it's a, it could be looked at as an issue of class or an issue of, you know, like, Oh, I don't have access access." and that always was hard for me. Like you couldn't afford my cookies or you couldn't, but that's why I always, if you signed up for my newsletter, I would send out every week, the time and not so much anymore. I don't really do this, but I did when I had my company before newsletters were even a thing like email. Yeah. I used to make PDFs and like email them out. That was like my newsletter. So <laughs> and they had like what were walnuts were good for and what, you know, like all of it, just like trying to kind of like give you a class on nutrition, That's So cool, you know? And, but I thought, you know, because I feel like I do understand that. And this is like the joke. Do you remember those, um, whole foods parking lot videos that used to go around and it was talking about the people yeah. that shopped at Whole Foods. And it was yes. so funny. But, yes. it was, but it's totally yes. true. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, I eat kale. Well, then you must have money, right? Yes. It, is, it is a class thing. I, I do it. believe it's a class thing. I think it's a socioeconomic issue. And it is a classist thing to say that you're healthy. And mm-hmm. I have, was talking about this with somebody else that was on a podcast not that long ago that, you know, we talked about the whole word clean eating. And I hate the word clean eating only because I feel like it attaches a moral value to food and that if it's not clean, it's dirty. And that is just like, I don't like that association with food. It's more like wholesome eating, nutritious eating. And it's a very classist thing because if you go to lower class neighborhoods, what do you see? Fast food restaurants. If you go like they, they, they have the access to fresh fruits and veggies, but they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to use their money to shop inexpensively that way. And of course they're going to go to fast food because that's what's there and being advertised for $1.99. And if you can feed your child 
for right. that. And that's how much it's going to cost to buy. You know, like you need to have this education and it's really about, I think it needs to be part of our healthcare system that it's part of our healthcare system, that it is covered by healthcare. Education and, and, yes. and because I know it's also like the stereotype of like a vegetarian. Well, they're just eating yeah. carrots all day. I mean, they're just getting a, so boring, right? How are you healthy? You're just eating a carrot. No, no one's just eating. A, I mean, I guess when you're well, really- If you've been to any of our websites, you know that that's not true because like, I mean, I just had somebody email me like, cause I posted this chili Mac or whatever. And they're like, this is amazing. How is this all made from plants? And that's yeah. the thing. It's that yeah. some of us are born with the creativity yeah. to make foods like this. And some of us are not. And, and we all have strengths, but like, that's why we do what we do. When we post recipes, right. people access our stuff for free. I know. And I do believe, and that's what, that's one of the reasons I do like this field of work because I know most of the people that are in it, like yourself, yeah. have are doing it because almost less for money. Well, eventually, you know, you make money, but um, you're doing it to share this knowledge, this, this something, this passion that came from helping yeah. others. And that's like, that was what was funny about my business. I actually had a joke. This is almost like an int thing I shouldn't share, but I used to go off of gross sales and I'd look at how much I would look at, okay, how much do we make this? You know, how much are we spending? But I was known for never collecting on my invoices. Like I would never, I'd have so many overdue invoices from like, from stores, from, because I, and that was so, it's like, I didn't care. I honestly did the, I had the company to help people and like educate people. Like it was so little about money, you know? And of course you want to make money, but I, I was like, oh, I don't even care. I don't know. How much was that invoice? I haven't played <laughs> like the company itself. I mean, yeah. um, but it was one of those things that you, it came out of passion, not like yeah. sometimes entrepreneurs start out of, they yeah. want to make money. What business, what's, what is needed out there right now? Let's start a business. Right. But it, for me, it was just honestly a vehicle to sh just share. And I did it and I did what I wanted to do from it. So it well, was I think a lot of us that have started these businesses, they start from a place of passion. And like, for me, mine has definitely turned into a business business and I do have to run it like a business now, but I still, it started from a uh, place of passion, like you said, and I still create out of passion. So it's still the same thing. You know, I'm still creating out of passion and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Julie, where can people find you? I'm going to put all this in the show notes, but like where, where's the best place for people to find you, connect with you? Um, well, so I've, I've had a food blog again, out of passion, yeah. um, not for money, um, for a, since 2011. So I've had it for a really long time. It's called purekitchenblog.com. And I have tons of recipes on there. And then I'm launching, or I just launched a new sauce called Pure. Their new, uh, new line of sauces. Sorry, put it that way. And, and let me tell you guys that are listening right now, her sauces are freaking amazing. That's all I have to say. Like amazing. I have tried them. They're ridiculous. Sophia, Sophia, you must, you know, being as kind of what we were just talking about, eating the way we do, it really is all about the sauce. Like if you don't have the sauce, if you don't have your, it's kind of sometimes hard to, it's hard to get used to the eating this way some, for some people. But when you nail the sauce, it changes everything. You could eat just, um, you know, you could eat just a bowl of anything and throw a good sauce on it, plant-based sauce, and you're, yeah, you'll eat it. Oh, I'm so excited. So your sauce, do you have a website up for the sauces yet? Or are they, it's working? They just, uh, they're just for sale on the blog right now. Okay. Yeah. And awesome. I am shipping, so. That's so, I'm so excited. I'll have to share that. Um, I'm going to put all that in the show notes. Um, are you like, if people want to get in touch with you, just go to the blog and do contact me like email. Yeah. Is that the place? yeah. Email or um, Instagram. It's at, at pure kitchen blog is my handle. 
Yeah. That's where I usually am. I'm not really on Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram well, <laughs> awesome. Um, thank you so much, Julie, for being on here. This was Thanks so rad. I loved, I loved doing it. Yeah. I hope it was informative somewhat or maybe inspired somebody Absolutely. to help Absolutely. themselves. Um, and I appreciate all of you guys listening so much. It means so much to me. If you love the podcast, please don't forget to rate and review because it really helps um, me get discovered more in the podcast app. And tune in next time where we're going to actually talk about um, a little bit what we started today, but the discussion is going to be like, what really is healthy? What does it mean? Um, it's such a word that they bounce around in the media right now, social media, advertising, you know, marketing, all that kind of stuff. So tune in next time and we'll chat with you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Sophia. You're the best. Your recipes are the best. And you, oh, I love you, Julie. Thank you so much for everyone. So thank you so much. For, I love this podcast because you're sharing so much great info. So thank you. Thank you podcast.